0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Boiler Express podcast. Um, So thankful that you're taking the time to listen. Just wanna start off by um, telling you to follow us on all of our social media platforms at boiler underscore express on Twitter, uh, the Boiler Express podcast on Spotify, and then also subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Boiler Express podcast. Uh, On today's episode, we've got a lot to talk about, but it's a great episode. We've got um, a great analytic in-depth analysis um, view of the Marquette game from our guys, Frank the Stat Tank and Joe Jackson who if you're not following Joe um, great guy um, really intelligent knows a lot about data and analytics follow him at Joe underscore Jackson 2210 on Twitter um, for some really good in-depth analysis Um, we've also got uh, some more in-depth analysis on our upcoming opponent in West Virginia and then we shift to talking about football where we're all sick to our stomachs we are all um, super nervous about not only our game against IU on Saturday but even the game uh, Iowa's game against uh, Nebraska on Friday you know if Iowa loses uh, we have a shot at the Big Ten title Um, and if not the buckets on the line and uh, and you know getting an eight-win season as well so a lot of really good stuff to talk about and also hear about these guys um this is Damon by the way the ultimate boiler listen to these guys' picks for their top thanksgiving food um and and foods that they would give away Uh, i'm not going to say names or anything but if you listen somebody put and cheese as the as as the food to get away to give away and that's just unacceptable um, in this house but uh anyway take a crack listen to it we I, i appreciate it so much and um yeah Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Boiler Express podcast. Uh, as always, uh, we've got myself, the Ultimate Boiler, uh, Frank, the Stat Tank, Chris, or 50 Ghost, and welcome back, Joe. Uh, we decided to ask Joe if he'd want to come back and hang out with us again. For some reason, he said yes, uh, but we're not going to ask any <laughs> questions about that. We're just going to roll with it. So, uh, welcome back, Joe. We're, we're excited to have you back.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you having me on again. Good break from, I was just- know much rather much rather talk about purdue basketball
0: absolutely awesome well um before we get into all that we uh we've got a lot to talk about tonight we're going to talk about the the marquette game uh we're talking about Purdue's first road trip um going to a neutral site to play against west virginia at first um in the pk is it 85 or 88 tournament 85 i think it's 85
2: 85 i think
0: um but uh, first off, just wanted to congratulate uh, Cody Abrams. He was the winner of our first ever giveaway. So that was really fun. Um, something we wanted to do just for to be in the holiday spirit and to also help out a, a Purdue athlete by uh, choosing to go through the Purdue NIL store. Um, so congrats, Cody. Hopefully um, you're going to have to send us a picture when that Mockabee shirt comes in because it looked awesome and I thought about ordering myself one. Um, but uh, yeah, so... Um, I wanted to start off tonight with just doing something kind of fun, just a little random, not so uh, heavily focused on Purdue before we get into everything. So um, I have a, a little bit of a draft. Um, you don't have to think about a player. You don't have to think about a sport, but Thanksgiving is coming up. So your top three Thanksgiving foods, or we could do top two and then like one you could go without ever eating again.
3: Oh, okay. I can do that. one.
0: (laughs) Okay. Perfect.
3: So it's not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I I told you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's the, it's the holiday season. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to, to throw something in there like that. So, um, uh, let me actually pull up this randomizer here real quick. Uh, should have everybody's name in it already. Um, But if not, I can do that super quick. Oh, man, that's the (laughs) – I still have the one from our giveaway opened up here. So let me (laughs) – A
2: hundred of them?
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's see. Okay, so it's so fun. Um, So the first pick in the uh, Turkey Day draft is going to be – The anticipation is killing me. <laughs> oh, it's me. Okay, I swear these things are rigged because I, or they're not rigged because every time I've done one of these, it always ends up picking me first. But uh <laughs> so for my top Thanksgiving food, and this might be controversial, um, but people don't put enough respect on this food's name, and I'm and I'm sick and tired of it. But it's you green bean it. cat- it's green bean casserole. I'm leaving. Yeah. It's green bean casserole. And I won't hear I won't stand for the slander. Yes,
3: yeah, <laughs> that's so actually good. mine as well. So yeah. Gosh, I'm, dang with it. You I'm with you on that one. Uh-huh.
0: Absolutely. All right. Let's see. Uh um all right, let's see who is uh who's next here. <clears throat> yeah. Green bean casserole is so slept. On, on. Then it's- we do top oh. two and
2: then one you can kick.
0: Yeah, I was just going around doing oh, like. Oh, I see what you're
2: saying. Episode. I see what you're saying.
0: All right. So, Joe, you have the next pick in the Thanksgiving draft.
1: Um, It's got to be for me, pumpkin pie. So, Ooh, it's the, one, one time it's I love pumpkin pie. One time a year is really being needed. So, yeah. I, think it's a, I think it's a pretty easy one for me. I like it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm actually not a, like a big pie person at all, but like Thanksgiving, that just goes out the window. Yep. And i'm like yep.
2: yeah all the awesome same exactly all the pies
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> funny all right frank or chris who's it going to be i think it's going to be
2: chris chris so
0: you got the next yeah, pick i'm always last
2: smoked turkey
0: smoked turkey you know what Smoked
2: turkey not like a regular oven turkey got to be smoked
0: friend of mine made one the other night um for our friendsgiving thing and he um, talked about how he like injected it with a like yep. a, a blend of seasonings yep. that was the i usually i'm usually not a fan of turkey but that was like the best most tender flavorful turkey I've ever had so yeah uh, sounds I'm good all for that
3: um actually I had some smoked turkey tonight following nice the smoked turkey so nice. this is really good right yeah i mean i don't I don't know if we're sampling with replacement or not but can i can I also say green bean casserole or do I have to pick something else? No, oh, you can pick as well. Yeah. Like yeah, it. Yeah, that's 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 definitely it um for me. That's like immediately what came to mind came to my mind when you said uh, the prompt. So um and then are we another question, are we snaking? Are we snaking in reverse here?
0: Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. We can do that yep. again. So yeah.
3: So the other one, I mean, and this is one that I feel like if I had regularly I may not enjoy it as much, but uh, probably stuffing and got only have it like once a year. Uh, around this time so i think if i ate it regularly i probably wouldn't appreciate it as much so um for that reason that's uh that's my second one
2: like it
0: interesting choice uh, yeah um but going back to green casserole real quick it has to be made the right way they have to like cover no
2: good way to. eat there's not it.
0: enough there's they can't put enough of those dried onions on there they has to you just I have agree. to like, coat that thing yeah
2: way to make it's in a garbage can
0: Oh man! all right so uh let's Me? see then if we're going backwards yeah it's uh, Chris uh for your homemade
2: turkey and noodles my mom makes homemade noodles mm-hmm. and it is just phenomenal they're not anything like any other type of egg noodles you buy in the store you can tell they're li- made from scratch and i love them like on thanksgiving and christmas she will make like four tables worths of like these huge doughs, and then she'll cut them up by hand and make them and stuff oh man it's so good
0: I love how many noodles solid. Yo, All right.
2: Um,
1: my other one would be mashed potatoes. It's going to be, it's just a classic. Solid. It's going to be half, half my plate. Um, I will <laughs> practice try. this with, I'm a pretty, I'm a fairly picky eater. So like most Thanksgiving food to me isn't great, but, uh, but mashed potatoes is one that's just always, right. always going to be good. I Absolutely.
2: like it.
0: Um, <laughs> and then for my last one, I got to go with homemade uh, homemade mac and cheese with Ooh. the with the breadcrumbs on top and the I mean, just the way my grandma makes it. It's like, you know, you take whatever a normal good amount of cheeses to put in mac and cheese and then she triples it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so good. It's just does, it's does awesome.
2: she put like like the breadcrumbs or crumpled stuff on top
0: yeah so she'll she'll put it in there uh she'll put the the cheese in there and then she'll let it cook for a while and then she'll put it on she'll broil it with breadcrumbs on it for like another okay. five minutes and that's
2: the one thing yeah. i can never get into is breadcrumbs but some people like it i never could but i still respect the uh the quadrupling of the cheese quantity
0: yeah absolutely oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely um and then for, for my pick of, like, if it, if this was left off of the Thanksgiving menu, I'd be totally fine, and I'm going to have to go with just plain old turkey. Not smoked turkey. Smoked turkey is fantastic. Plain turkey, garbage. Garbage. <laughs> it's so dry. So there's no flavor to it. Garbage. <laughs> you had some bad turkey, I that sounds like. <laughs> I, no. Joe, garbage. what are you kicking?
1: Um... Like I said, pretty much everything. Like if, if the <laughs> <laughs> turkey, stuffing, green bean casserole, cranberry sauce, like all that's just not needed. Yeah. Um, I'm not okay. a casserole guy. Wait, wait a second. Did you uh, say green bean casserole? Yeah, pretty much is most it... most casserole. The only one only casserole I'll really eat is my mom makes this like corn casserole that I like. But aside from that, corn I don't really found one man. I like. Um I don't like yeah, turkey's fine. I don't yeah. I, it's it's cool. Protein. <laughs> <It's> cool. <laughs> That's cool. Um, That's funny. I'll always pick ham over it. So yep. yep. would we'll just I be really stuffing. Agree. Um just don't just don't get stuffing.
2: Yeah. Yep. Um, since you said stuffing, stuffing's kind of a one, but a one A to me too would be uh sweet potatoes.
0: No. Yeah, I'm not a fan yeah, of a no, sweet potato yep. person.
2: Yeah, like I like sweet potato <clears throat> fries, I like sweet potato waffle fries, tear tots, all that stuff. But like the sweet potatoes with syrup and like marshmallows and stuff on it? Nah, bro. You can keep it.
3: Yeah, my uh, my grandma, in the majority of my childhood, was convinced that I was just being a picky child and would always try to disguise sweet potatoes. She would call it different things and uh, she <laughs> would try to get me to eat it. And every time I didn't like it, uh, it was just an inherent thing. I don't like sweet potatoes, but oh. that actually wouldn't be the one I would kick. Um, and Damon won't like it, but for me it would be mac and cheese. That's the... The mm-hmm. one I, uh, I'm not oh. a fan of mac and cheese as a whole. we right. uh, might have any, created any some enemies yeah. with
2: this. Holy hell. Yeah.
3: Holy so, um, that's the one I'd probably, uh, which, you know, we just had a friends giving and there's a huge, you know, thing of mac and cheese and just. As it should. Right over. It. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was the only person that didn't, uh, didn't devour yeah. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, i'll pray i'll pray for you man um <laughs> you're having a now um, <laughs> no, but uh yeah i respect it you know honestly i feel like we're gonna get some hate for it nobody mentioned cornbread is like a, a solid choice of like something they like and, i've uh, never yeah.
2: had cornbread at thanksgiving i'll be completely
3: honest neither have i that i think about I it I usually either. done like rolls and stuff but not cornbread yeah roll, rolls yeah. are the go-to yeah okay. yeah okay like
2: big homemade yeast rolls size of my face. Oh, is yes. there anything?
0: Um, so is there anything before we move on? Is there anything that like somebody makes for guys guys' Thanksgiving? That's not like a traditional Thanksgiving food, but they make it every year. So like for me, for example, um, I have an aunt who's from South Korea. And so she makes um, gochujang, um Mm. uh, hot wings uh korean barbecue like hot wings that's amazing and it's just her and i that eat them and she makes like 30 (laughs) of them so it's it's incredible yeah i'm looking forward to that on thursday but uh, is there anything else is does anybody else make anything that's like not traditional thanksgiving food that somebody brings or maybe that's just me
2: so for thanksgiving and christmas my mom so and the reason i think this is a nostalgia thing but ever since i was like six or seven my mom and i would make this like chocolate pudding like cake Mm. cream cheese cake thing i don't i don't know what it is but it it was amazing and graham cracker crust and i think i enjoy that for a nostalgia point more than anything else i mean it's really good but i think it's just a like i just remember being like six and seven helping my mom make it in the kitchen she would only thing she'd let me do is like put the like Hershey bar shavings on top cuz i'd screw everything else up but
3: <laughs> nice yeah i don't i don't think there's anything in my family and i'm sure someone from my family will hear this and tell me that i'm wrong but i honestly can't uh, can't think of one so okay yeah I, know, can't know, I can't really either
1: yeah.
3: okay well yeah cuz i just i was just curious
0: i was talking to a friend about this the other day and he was telling me that um his family they all so they have like one of those wood-burning stoves and they make uh or i think that's the right uh like a pizza stove and so they all make homemade they all make like their own homemade pizzas um every year so they buy like just a ton of different ingredients and do that and so i thought that was pretty cool but um awesome so so yeah um purdue played marquette last week it feels like it was forever ago i was just saying before we um all met that I was looking at the notes for tonight's episode, and I was like, Marquette. I was like, that game, that was like forever ago. What are we what are we doing here? <laughs> um, but that was last week, and Purdue hasn't played since then. So um, really, really good game. Uh, just a solid overall performance by a lot of different guys. Um, Purdue pulled it out at the end, um, which I know we were all kind of nervous about the game going into it. And um, so, uh, yeah, Frank, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, and kind of we can get a, a, a good summary
3: about the game. I mean, uh, looking back at this game, and um, two things kind of stick out to me that I kind of jump off the stat sheet. Uh, one is we only had one turnover as a result of Marquette's press, which is pretty impressive in my opinion. Um, we had more turnovers, but only one as a result of their four, full court press, and it came on was it the first possession of the game. I think yeah, it was that was the on one Braden like threw right yeah. at his chest. And yeah. I, and, I, and I will admit, when that happened, I went, "Oh, oh, here we go." You know, this yeah, is. I did too. Like, this is this this is this is setting the stage for for the entire night but in fact it was just the opposite so um a that was that was extremely impressive you know to see our, our younger guards um, and our experienced guards handle that press really well was uh was great and the other thing was uh brandon newman having nine rebounds i feel like that's wow. like just hasn't been talked about mm-hmm. as much um but that's impressive I yeah, all, that. all defensive rebounds mm-hmm. and you know and, and i would love to see more offensive rebounds from the team as a whole and I don't think it was a lack of effort per se, or inability to offensive rebound in that game, but uh, it was more just some bad bounces and just some some bad luck. But um, overall, I thought it was a really good game. Um, you know, they did expose our defense a little more. I love Marquette's offense. I will say, I, I hadn't seen very much of it, but seeing what they uh, what they did, the kind of just continuity, sort of motion um, that they that they do was uh, was pretty impressive. But um, that was my take. Anyone else?
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think you got something in the notes here. Um, I think this was uh, obviously it was the the first real test. I think our defense had, um, and I think we handled it pretty well. I mean, could have been better in some cases. Could have been, you know, whatever. But I think you put um, in one of the notes here about slowing Marquette down because did, did you, you say they were the number one base offense in Ken Palm?
3: They were, um, they were. And, and that 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 yeah, that actually dropped. Um, but yeah, we mm-hmm. were we, we we did slow them down quite a bit. Um, yeah. I forget the the actual numbers, but going into the game, they were averaging I think like thirteen seconds mm-hmm. per possession. And after that game, it, it dropped substantially. Yeah. Um, when I look at uh, the numbers, pardon. Well, you look that up.
2: But, I think the other thing that yeah. impressed me too is um, being down nine and kind of the mental fortitude for a really young team. Um, I think that. No, nobody really seemed to get too high or too low, um, and that was really impressive, especially with you know a couple freshmen on the floor, especially Smith, who's a freshman point guard, kind of facilitating the offense. We never really saw anybody get too too out of whack or um, or anything like that. So that was uh, a reassuring aspect of the game.
3: And so in the, the first two games of the season, they had eighty. Uh, 80- Possessions and eighty-two possessions in their first and second game, and uh, against us they had sixty-six. So um, we, we did we did a good job of slowing them down, um, definitely. Um, Joe, what about you? What you what you think of the game?
1: Um, I mean, first thing, his brain Smith. Uh, just there's a four or five minute stretch. He just he put Purdue on his back. <laughs> um, Painter was willing to let him kind of just go, uh, run yeah. some high ball screens, some drag screens with Ed. And just kind of let Smith cook, um, and you know, Painter's kind of had his his you know, oppositions to running pick and roll offenses in that, um, and there's going to be you know plenty of times that it's not going to be the right time for Smith to run those, but this game was uh, needed, just needed some buckets, needed to get downhill with generally some paint touches besides Edie, and Smith Smith was there, Smith was ready for it. Um, at the i'm just thinking in the second half now which you know this was a week ago so i'm a little bit foggy um but i remember like a step back three i believe off of pick and roll which was huge and then he had like the two kind of floaters where or like a floater and then like a layup that he just kind of threw up but it just went in um and that's you know smith's he's a gamer like he's just he's games like this like he's gonna be there um he's gonna be willing to put in effort energy so that was my first thing. And then the second thing um, was kind of the pick and roll defense. Um, kind of looking at the numbers um two per synergy, gave up two points on pick and roll from the ball handler and then 13 as the roll man. Um, which is for as much as Marquette runs pick and rolls and is not great as Purdue has been. Um defending those, I don't think those are actually part the numbers. So yeah, one possessions on the roll and point three three on like those Purdue lives with that every single day um, especially the type of shots that Marquette was getting you know uh, I thought oh so he was getting to that little six to ten foot kind of floater push shot and like when you have ED um, or not even even when you have ED when you play defense in basketball like you're not gonna be able to take away everything every time and so I think Purdue's content giving up that six to ten foot little floater especially from the big man it's like if he makes enough you know if he made enough to beat Purdue then it's one of those it's like you just kind of wasn't in it the
2: way. cards, yeah.
1: Yeah, like if you if if you try to take that away, now it's going to open up the role more, or it's going to open up the ball and learn more, and now those are things that like Purdue struggles with. So those right. are my two main things, I think. Um, also, just Jenkins think- coming in, I guess, playing with Smith, that was big. Uh, I like the the defensive energy it brought, and then just being able to slide more into the four. Um, I think this <clears> this <throat> versatility at times is going to be be pretty big at the four. Yep.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, and I. Or, I, I I remember Painter saying in the um, the post game presser that the the sort of short little six foot floaters were what they were willing to live with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for every defensive game plan, you have obviously you have to kind of live with something, but that was what he was willing to live with. So, it seemed like Marquette identified that and definitely uh, you know looked to looked to try to attack that shot. But um, that was that was interesting how how much uh, they went to that. And uh, sorry, Damon, didn't mean to cut you off. Where were you going with that?
0: no you're totally good um so i was just gonna say you know I, I love that um first can be so first versatile i was about to say first to tile
2: versatile.
0: um i like maybe it maybe that maybe that's a thing we could uh hash uh, the trademark a coin um, that
2: yeah
0: yeah uh and get the nil train going um but go. anyway um you know i like that first first is so versatile and can play the four and five because it's really cool to have him out there with Edie because he brings that speed that and uh, ath- athleticism maybe Edie doesn't have. Um, just and only because of Edie's pure just size and being as big of a man as he is gigantic, um, yeah, just stupid huge. Um, so I really like that, but then I also like that he can take over the five and be the athleticism and that elusiveness that we might need when ed is you know played 30 minutes and he's gassed and um not that he couldn't keep up with but he was you know there was definitely some times where he was getting beat by i can't remember what his name is um but by marquette center um you know okay. so i th- i love that first can step in there and kind of be that you know that uh guy that can kind of keep up with either the four or five <laughs> um brayden smith like you uh, alluded to joe just had an absolutely phenomenal game um you know the, you talked about those floaters that he had that second one where they were marquette called the timeout after that i leapt out of my chair it was yeah oh my god i was like i would die to be in mackie right now like it i i'm sure it was just electric it's um insane yeah so just one of those really really special moments and then for him to like you know just get super amped up after the, after that play, um, you know, you just, that was one of those that like, man, and you just love the guy. Yeah, um, that was
1: a, that, that was right in front of me. I was, oh, you know, that's group, awesome.
0: Did the lottery. I was like the third
1: row or something. That was, that was, I was in that section that was right there. So that was, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty
0: sweet. That's amazing. Yeah. But, um, overall, I uh, really like how, um, the team, you know, showed some fortitude and was able to, stay in there uh, even when things weren't going their way um i'm really interested to see how that looks when we're playing it um against west virginia and then especially you know when they get that first hostile road environment uh, i'm really interested to see how guys like Braden and fletcher um react to being in those environments they've showed really great poise so far but they've also played at home um, yeah. in front of a crowd that's cheering for them so um, just you know, overall, really excited about this team again. I'm going when I say I have no expectations for this year. I don't mean that I'm expecting us to not even make the tournament or just whatever. I'm just saying that whatever happens, I'm going to be okay with because I there's just so many so many new things added to this team this year that I just don't for me, I don't have the expectation because I don't have the prior like, there's not enough prior experience for me to say that as a whole, this team should go x amount you know as far in the tournament or, or whatever so um yeah i'm just here for the ride and it's it's been great so far so
3: well i think uh you know as far as the league's concerned the um, the big 10 has kind of shown that they uh they deserve a little bit more respect uh in the non-conference um i really think you know preseason everyone was talking about indiana as kind of being the 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 favorite and and they still may be but i i i think that could quickly change um you know, Illinois, although they lost, they still look really good. Iowa looks really good. Um, Penn State mm-hmm. is impressing everyone. Maryland looks really good. I mean, there's this, it's just, it it's going to be a, a a heavyweight fight this year in the Big Ten. I mean, it's, it's going to be the gonna, usual I mean,
2: Big Ten if everybody just yeah. beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Like the, yeah, we're, uh, we're getting the respect
1: mark. we deserve now. The 11th worst team, I would say, is Rutgers or Wisconsin right now. And like, they're pretty good. Tell me you good. want to play why they're those teams. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like,
0: yeah,
3: you
2: know, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. so yeah. Um, so
1: you
3: guys, I'm um, um, oh, sorry, go ahead, Frank. I would say the the really the one thing we haven't touched on from Marquette um, and it's not necessarily a criticism. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, it is a criticism. It's the uh, the closing out of the game, making our free throws. Um, you know, if, if we didn't have the lead that we did, that ends a lot differently. So, um, yeah. you know, I'm sure they I'm sure the guys know that. I'm sure they know that free throws are important at the end of the game. Um, that, that's been addressed. Um, but that was, uh, uh, the ending was a little bit, uh, shakier than I would have liked to have seen. I know painter talked about that yesterday in his interview that he wanted to, uh, you know, see us close out a little bit better. So that'll be something to see going forward is, you know, um, uh, you know, how we, how we can close out games, but all in all, I thought it was a, uh, was a great win, a great game, and definitely something we can learn from and build on going forward. Yeah. The yeah. free throws was,
1: I'm I'm not too worried personally because if you look at where they came from, uh, lawyer missed two front ends and like it's just he's too good of a shooter for that to happen often. That's not going to be uh, commonplace. No, yeah, he went he went one for four from the free throw line. I wouldn't like I wouldn't be shocked that if that's the worst like free throw percentage for him of the year. I guess assuming if he doesn't go like oh for one or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what the kids also missed a front end towards the end. Which is huge, right? Like this is, you gotta make at least the first one. Right. Um, <laughs> shooters. So but I, I do definitely agree, right? Like we were up or pretty was up and then it just got a little shaky. It's like, hey, wait, uh just make some shots and then we're good. But
0: yeah. I will say, um, I think that um there towards the end, I wish the rotations would have been a little bit different. The the five that were out there, I wish that would have been changed a little bit. Um I, I was kind of curious as to why some people were on the bench versus others uh on the on the court but um you know I know Painter knows what he's doing definitely not that he's you know he's not omnipotent and and, and all powerful he can be questioned but um you know that, that was a little concerning for me at the end but uh you know we still pulled it out so that's all at the end of the day that's all that matters so
1: is there names attached to this or are we just we leave Yeah
0: us? I just I uh I just don't want to I'm I'm not I don't want, I'm not, I don't want to ever say anything because all these guys put in the hard work and they deserve yeah. to play, but I feel like Waddell, you know, I would have rather have had like Newman or somebody else in there towards the end. I can't remember exactly who all was out there, but like, I think Waddell, you know, he came in at the towards the end of the game and uh, fouled somebody for uh, when they were shooting a three and then immediately like turning the ball over or something, you know, those were like back to back plays um so i was just like oh man why is he in there but i think also that was just because those two plays happened. so um but i i think that overall um i just would have liked to seen somebody else in there but like i said i think painter knows what he's doing so
3: i think uh you know he he painter said he wanted to go small there at the end um and that's you know ultimately what it comes down to but you know i don't think he's gonna put anyone in there he doesn't trust and it could have just been you know, just a bad, a bad just showing that night. night. But, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Or just two to, I know they like Waddell for defensive purposes. Um, but then with it, right? Like, he's, he's got to go play offense too. So, yeah. Could have been just getting in reps too. But yeah, no, I, I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. I was more just curious if there was, if there were.
0: <laughs> yes, there was, but we're a positive Purdue podcast. So yes. I'm trying to keep it that way. It. And I still yeah. love, I still love Waddell. I and yeah. I was just like, oh man, like there's just some struggles going on right now. So would love to see somebody else come in there, but yeah, it's all good. Um, cool. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to talk about some notes that you got from the painter show or you want to move? Uh,
3: on to no, what? I just say, uh, we, we go ahead and move into, uh, West uh, Virginia here on Thursday in, in West Virginia. Um,
0: Mountain mama. <laughs> so de-
3: definitely, you know, uh, the toughest team we face with respect to Ken Palm rankings. Uh, you know, for those who give those any merit whatsoever. Um, you know, they're as of yesterday, which uh, there's been a lot of shaking up today. As of yesterday, they were the 30th ranked team uh, in, in Ken Palm. yesterday? They were. Everything's no. been, yeah, everything's been all over the place uh, in the last couple of days. up now. Yeah, 39th right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's they're definitely a team that, uh, you know, still kind of finding their identity, um, so to speak. Uh, they, they've struggled a bit and they've looked really good at different times. Um, they lost four starters last year. They're bringing in five transfers. Um, and through those five transfers, they have a lot of experience. Um, not a lot of experience playing together, but a lot of experience as a whole um again a team that likes to press think they're pressing on around 21 percent of plays so far this season yeah. um they're uh, just uh anytime you know you're playing a bob huggins coach team you're going to get a really tough team a team that uh doesn't like to make mistakes and a well-coached team um i definitely think this is uh this is going to be a battle this is going to be one of those ones that goes down to the end and uh like i said the toughest team uh, that, that we've played mm-hmm. so far um Joe, do you, um, have you looked at West Virginia much this season? Yes. Um, so I their games. you'd write my
0: PowerPoint here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, actually, me and Aiden, we did a Twitter space today, kind of previewing West Virginia oh, nice. and uh, the rest of the PK-85. So, you know, after, after everybody finishes listening to this one, they should, they should that out. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, so – they haven't played anybody great. Their best team's probably Pittsburgh, who's you know one of the worst Power Five teams or Power, yeah. Power Conference teams. I mean, not Power Five. Um, but you know, it's they're West Virginia, right? They're gonna get up into you. Um, from what I saw and kind of from what I've heard, even with Aiden, that he's watched two of their games. Is their press isn't full? Isn't quite as like Marquette's, where Marquette was like full court, really trapping. Um, trying to force turnovers. There's more this year. Has been a lot of just like picking up full court. Like we're really going to get into you, um, and that starts with their point guard, Hadrian K- Johnson. Um, he's just he's athletic. Um, when I watch the pick game, yeah, they're just they're wild. So the start of the Pittsburgh game. They win the tip off, chuck up, not chuck up. It was a good shot, but put up a three within five seconds, make it yeah. force a turnover about seven, eight seconds later. And then they force two more other turnovers, like the next two possessions. Um, they just came out just firing. And <laughs> that's important with this type of tournament, right? Like there's going to, I assume there's going to be minimal fans for both time, both teams there. Um, and so who's got to be ready from the jump. They, you know, Last game against Marquette, Smith had that, you know, the turnover that we talked about. Um, I think that kind of helped snap him in um, to focus <clears throat> from what I kind of saw. I could almost see him just kind of like, you know, like made the pass, bucket happen, and then you could almost just see him regroup. Um, but, like, West Virginia is just going to keep getting into you, and they're going to keep forcing. They got really good guards um, with, you know, Cajun Johnson, who's really more of a facilitator, is going to just try to force havoc um, on the defensive end then they have um, oh, Eric Stevenson, really good shooter. He's over 50% on the year. He's going to get him up. Um, he's got the ball pretty well. And then Joe Toussaint, who we know from Iowa, he's mm-hmm. coming off the bench, but playing more starter minutes. Um, and he'll be the main guy that runs pick and roll if, you know, when they do, when he's in. So. Um, but he's going to be looking more to pass just kind of from what I've seen, um, which is not a great thing for Purdue defense because, like, out of the pick and roll that puts them into rotation, so they are susceptible to passing. Um, I can keep going. I don't know if anybody wants to jump in or what I got. I do have more points though, if, if we want to go with them.
3: Yeah, I love it. Oh, I think, yeah, right yeah no, uh, yeah. um, please continue. I, I uh, I, I did want to uh ask if you could uh touch on uh, touch on their bigs. I know they got they've got a couple um a couple skilled yeah. uh guys, guys as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. go, go right, right ahead though.
1: Um, so, yeah, over, you know, their front court is Trey Mitchell, who transferred from Texas. Um, and then Jimmy Bell, with I don't know what about, to be honest. The game that I watched, he got in foul trouble quick. He only played, like, eight minutes. Um, but he's, you know, he's, a big, he's 10, 285, I believe. Um, so he'll be the one that kind of plays ED probably more true. Plays from, you know, from behind. Um, and then they'll, I don't know if they'll double or not. Yeah. Then there's, yes, Trey Mitchell, really skilled scorer, can kind of score kind
3: of at all three levels.
1: But um, it's going to do most of his damage inside. Oh. Um, so, but yeah, he's going to do most of the damage inside. And then the one that really scares me is their uh, small forward, Emmett Matthews. Uh, he's a six foot yeah. seven, and he's just super, super athletic. He can actually score at all three levels. Um, yeah, knocks down threes, gets, puts the ball on the floor really good defender and he's just he's super super athletic um i assume Morden's gonna get that matchup um and it's gonna be an important one right like i think he's really gonna be the he's really the only guy that might be able to match up with him um i think matthew's gonna be a little too athletic for for newman um and i think he's too quick for like gillis or somebody like that to really have a full full load of minutes so that's kind of like the player breakdown um yeah they're not like they're, they're, a, they're different than Marquette, but they're, they are similar. Um, they are more athletic, I think, but overall, like I think Marquette's offense might be a touch better um, and they, and their style of defense, although both press West Virginia is more man-to-man really just going to force havoc the whole way while Marquette was more kind of trapping in that. So I think that's, that's my main
2: points, at least right now, uh, but, I just kind of get this vibe that it's just going to be kind of this gritty, like dirty, physical game for some reason. I've just got that feeling to it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially with it being right, it's a neutral side. Both, you know, West Virginia and Purdue, both way, way far away from there. Um, it's gonna. I could gonna see it be super sloppy because
2: too. of that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, and. The, I, timing too
3: right it's i guess
2: yeah. it's not this
3: one's not late but or it's crazy late but yeah Well, to correct yeah, I- any confusion around that the game is at 10 p.m eastern time yes uh i know there's been some different websites showing the game at at uh 10 p.m pacific time uh which would be 1 a.m eastern time that's not the case it is at 7 p.m uh pacific time which would be 10 p.m eastern time if um, purdue wins there. though then they
1: play at twelve thirty Eastern the next.
0: Yeah, guess, midnight. Twelve thirty yeah. Eastern
1: AM, like
0: so. Like yeah. they won't. They'll have like barely twelve hours post game to like get ready for their next opponent, and that includes probably like a solid eight hours of sleep. Yeah, Is that right. Yeah, it'll be yeah, like it's
1: be... by the time their game ends, if they win, it'll have yeah, it'll be like what? Well, it'll be yeah, it'll be right about twenty four hours until tip off though, and then they yeah. still have
0: to play the yeah. game. Wait, so. Yeah.
1: But it'd be 12 uh, 30 after, uh, after
3: midnight. Be PM, okay. yeah. 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 So, uh, also one more quick nugget about West Virginia. Um, they've kind of been all over the place and they're shooting. Um, you know, the first game, they were six for 20 from three. Uh, second game, made for 21. Third game, four for 17. And this last game against Penn, they were 12 for 23 for 52%. So, Um, They've kind of been all over the place, but Painter made a good point um, on his radio show yesterday that, you know, if you look at us on paper, we're not a great shooting team either. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, you got to take into consideration, you know, the players uh, as a whole and what they've done in the past. And, you know, right now, the sample sizes are so small, but um, this is a team that can shoot. They just haven't shot extremely well so far uh, outside of their last game. So um, just be something to keep an eye on, um, you know, in this game. But, uh, so, as, uh, assuming, and I don't know how bold of a, an assumption this is, assuming that we we do beat West Virginia, uh, our next opponent would then be Gonzaga, uh, which is a game that I the would disrespect love. To Portland love. State. What's that? The disrespect to Portland State. Well, <laughs> yes, yeah, and I know I, I, I know, I know, I know, I'm making a lot of assumptions. Bulletin here.
2: board material.
3: Uh, yeah, I know that uh, Purdue beating West Virginia is an even bigger assumption than Gonzaga yeah. beating Portland State. Uh, yeah. But uh, assuming uh, assuming both teams win, I, I would love the matchup for Gonzaga. Even, even even if it doesn't go well, even if it's a blowout, purely for the experience standpoint. Um, at, like every year, I'm I'm just you know a giant question mark on them in terms of how good they actually are. They didn't look great uh, against Michigan State. Um, you know they they very easily could have lost that game. Um, I just I just think uh, you know going up against an elite player like Drew Timmy would be would be great. Uh, great for our team, and great to get the win. Um, but uh, what what's what's everyone else's opinion on Gonzaga? Have you have you seen them play, or how do how do we feel about them?
0: Um, I haven't really seen them play, uh, but I would love to see Drew Timmy versus Zach E. I think that would be awesome. Um, and also, you better put some respect on Portland State's name, okay? They beat Evergreen State College, one
3: hundred and thirteen to forty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I love it. Well- we all know what happened last time I tried to give respect to a, uh, you know, a team like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, it didn't didn't end <laughs> well for me. But
0: and they actually uh, like all spread the ball out really well like um like nobody had an insane amount of points. It was like 15 15 12 16 10 10 12 like very spread out, but um but yeah, I digress. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> no, I think uh so I've watched uh, I watched Michigan State game and what's the last game they just played?
3: Um, uh, Gonzaga, uh, Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. And I
2: just, so I know Timmy's got this kind of workman, like persona, but I feel like when he actually started to get beat on by like Kentucky or Michigan state, he, he didn't fold, but it definitely rattled him a little bit. And I think that Edie, being the gigantor he is, Really pose some problems when Timmy backs into him and Edie's just like, okay, hi, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, now, and and I think that's as much of maybe, and I'm this is me being hopeful, but a mental win as it is as much a physical win and a and a win in the game where you know it's it's easy to go up against you know other six ten guys and and kind of beat them around, but going up against seven four guy and he doesn't move, it's like okay, this is kind of. And different, but that's just my two cents.
1: Yeah, no, I think it would be. It'll if it happens, it'll be really, really fun. Um, yeah, to you know, top five, six, seven, whatever big men in the country. Um, yeah, and they do it similar. They do it in similar styles, but like they do it in similar styles in that they're both more you know back to the basket or kind of down low. But obviously, you know, Timmy's a little more footwork. Um, Edie's more you know going to kind of power. Edie has good footwork, but still going you know, to just power through. He's brute um, strength. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see what they do actually with that because they didn't like they didn't put Timmy on She Way at all. Um, yeah. Maybe not at all is the wrong word, but most of the time they didn't. Uh, they had uh, Anton Watson, but I don't think like uh, Watson's not big enough for nobody's big enough for Edie. Right. Watson's very much not big enough for Edie, um, and so that's why I'm curious if they go with Efton Reed, which is their backup big, the transfer from LSU. I um, wonder if they go to him him on ed or if it's just it is timmy Buff of the catch because um, they do have yeah. some wing length to kind of help disrupt that so I, i'm just i want to see it happen because i'm just really curious what's going to happen right like pretty you know i've wanted us to timmy. play
2: gonzaga for like four years
1: yeah right no it'd be it'd be fun it'd be good um What's worries me a little with Timmy is, especially in that Kentucky game when he had Shibue on him, he just kind of there was a few times he just kind of ran up the court, and we get the ball and like uh, delay action or something like that where he just get it kind of trailing at the top of the key, he just almost just like waltz by Shibuya, Um because mm-hmm. he kind of already have a running start and just kind of the you know the paint was pretty cleared at that point they have they have enough shooters for good spacing. so, um, but yeah their guard play hasn't been great which I think. Like, that would be a huge benefit to Purdue um, if they can kind of get them rattled. That's what's, what Texas did so great was got the guard play rattled, and then from there it just kind of trickled down.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is all great in theory, though, but too bad we're going to be playing Portland State. They have uh, Jarrell Satterfield. He is a junior uh, – let's see, what is he? A guard on the team, currently averaging 17.5 points a game and six rebounds um shooting 38 from three so um yeah not a bad no uh <laughs> but I mean, uh yeah
1: what's that oregon state. they beat oregon state so that's that's yeah a,
0: that's a yeah I I that. That. yeah so um i mean you never know what could happen i'm a i'm a huge um Huge Vikings, Vikings fan, uh, have been my whole life. Actually, I you know pretty I, I don't even like Purdue all that much. I'm a huge Portland State Vikings guy. So, <laughs> um, you know, guys like Michael Michael Starks and Bobby Harvey. I mean, you just can't get any better than that. So
3: yeah. Well, and so so hypothetically, we beat West Virginia. Gonzaga beats Portland State. Uh, Damon, I know you don't want to hear that. Now let's say let's say Purdue comes out victorious over Gonzaga. We would play the winner uh, in all likelihood uh, between what I, I'm gonna say Xavier and Duke. Uh, uh, so in all likelihood, if we were to win those first two we games're playing Duke in the championship. Again, an, uh, another elite wow. big man uh, from Duke, that in the form of Kyle Filipowski, um, you know, projected a top ten pick, just an insane, like athletic specimen. Seven foot, uh, 230, shooting 36% from three. That'll just be like a matchup nightmare for us. He can score down low. He can shoot. Uh, he's extremely quick and agile. That's, that's, uh, I would love to see that game happen as well. Um, don't know how realistic it is. It's just a crazy field. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Florida and Xavier play. Duke and Oregon State will play as well. Uh, so we'll we'll play the the, the winner of those four, uh, assuming that we do go on to beat Gonzaga, and then if we don't, we'll play the the assuming we would beat Portland State, we would beat the 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 play the loser of the of those uh, those four. So that's there's really no <coughs> bad outcome uh, mm-hmm. in this you know in this tournament where we're we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about this team. Uh, we're gonna learn a lot about our strengths and definitely have some weaknesses exposed along the way. Um, but of of the teams here, so we have Duke, Oregon State, Florida, Xavier, Purdue. Uh, we're not gonna count Purdue, West Virginia, Portland State, and Gonzaga. I'm doing do kind of a round table here. Who which team scares us the most from a matchup perspective? And I will start and say Duke. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Duke. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. A, a billion well, percent. Is,
3: yeah, it probably is Duke just because of the pure
1: athleticism.
2: Yeah. The yeah. only thing the only positive that I see with Duke that we might be able to keep close is because Coach K is not there anymore but even then like the new coach i can't think of his name is phenomenal like so it, yeah shy, yeah something like that so like yeah duke just i like i really want to play duke but at the same time i'm i
3: eh. <laughs> no no you're not 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 feeling duke i i, I would love the opportunity to play duke really no would, like i love uh, the
2: opportunity i just get worried about the matchup
3: yeah yeah, that's one I would and, – and, you know, from a from a uh, getting ready for the tournament perspective, I think it would be a really beneficial thing because uh, those are the types of teams, you know, you see in a tournament. Even Gonzaga yeah. as well. I mean, they, they, got, a, they got a tournament guy and, and Strother is kind of that Swiss Army knife and can kind of do everything. So uh, I know we didn't really mention him, but that'd be another guy I'd, I'd love to play against as well just from a growth perspective. Yeah. Um, but regardless, this is going to be this is going to be an intense tournament. Uh, it's definitely stacked from bottom to top. Um, you know, we got Oregon State and Portland State as kind of the the two obvious uh, outliers. But outside of that, you know, any team definitely has the capability to win this entire thing. So um, it's one I'm really looking forward to watching. Uh, I'm going to be traveling for Thanksgiving, but it's uh, there's no way I'm missing any of these games for sure.
0: Yeah, and I for think sure. you know with with uh, matchups like potential mashups like Gonzaga and Duke, um, on a real note here, uh, that, you know, uh, potentially down the road, those could even, you know, if we don't pull ahead, if we don't end up winning, those could, you know, depending on how we play, those could be good losses, um, for our tournament resume, um, down the road as well. So, you know, either way, I think, uh, as long as we play them well, uh, I think those could also be considered like good losses. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's why like this West Virginia game is, um, it's probably the most important non-conference game Purdue has um, because if you, you know, I'm going to work under the assumption Gonzaga beats Portland state. Um, assuming that happens, like losing to West Virginia, obviously that's a loss to, you know, a bubble to bubble team, maybe, you know, back end of the tournament right now, <clears throat> that's a loss, but then you lose the opportunity to play at least one, like high major, like high, high team, top 10 team yeah. in Gonzaga. Um and you know, Florida, you, assuming you beat Portland State, you play most likely Florida or Xavier, who are, you know, they're kind of in that West Virginia boat where they're both, you know, solid um bubble to back end of the, you know, um tournament kind of kind of teams. But yeah, beating West Virginia then opens up most likely beat uh, not beating, but playing Gonzaga. And then even from there, right, you can you can have the opportunity to play Duke. So I think this this first game is really, really important to win. Um, Yeah. Have
2: to set the tone early in general. Yeah. Yeah, It
3: it opens that door to play, play some of the stronger teams, which will, which will only help us. And then, and honestly help, help the big 10 and, you know, painter was talking about it on his radio show last night and that uh, we kind of have to get in this mindset of, you know, cheering for big 10 teams and non-conference because it makes wins against those teams and the conference play that much stronger. But man, I just struggle with that. Like I wanted I wanted Michigan to lose to Ohio the other night. I just I wanted it so badly. Um well, you when, know, that, I, when, the, when the full court happen full court pass happened, that should have just ended the game. That like, that should have just counted for three points and just yeah. Ohio wins. That would have been amazing. He 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 almost threw it in from having I mean that yeah. that was the craziest ending. And then another <laughs> game that ended crazy last night was um Richmond and Syracuse. Yeah. I, like I don't know how many offensive rebounds uh, Richmond got in that final possession, possession, like four, yeah,
2: like and they just they're
3: just like offensive rebound three miss, offensive rebound three miss, like in that final possession, like I had about seven heart attacks during that. It was just crazy. It, it's yeah, was it's nice. hard for me because I, I I love to hate Michigan, I love to hate Indiana, love to hate Michigan State. So it's it, but it it's. We do need to. We do need to adopt that mindset. I, or I, say, I say we. I really mean me. I need to adopt that mindset because yeah. Painter's right. It just makes our wins against those teams that much stronger, assuming we get them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, for sure. And speaking of, and, in my in my notes from the the Painter show, Damon, there's a see another fun surprise. That's.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, just a uh, just another fun question to to break some stuff up here and kind of reset uh, reset everybody. Um, so if you could pick one famous person to have at your Thanksgiving dinner, who would it be and why? Just anybody, any famous person, any, any person of interest, anybody that you just really think is the bee's knees that you would like to have at, uh, your Thanksgiving dinner.
3: <clears throat> some I'll, I'll start to, like, and say uh, Painter. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to begin and I'll say, I'll say Matt Painter. That's See, I would want. Uh, I just feel like I could have so much great conversation with him. I've had good conversation with him in the past, uh, and I just—I don't know. I I just feel like he's a—he's a great guy to talk to, and like to pick his brain is such a cool thing. And just just to hear him talk, I mean, the guy—the guy has to have an insanely high IQ to be able to recall basketball games from years ago like he does uh, with such pristine detail. um, I just feel like I would. You know probably not interact with my family at all, but I would, uh, you know, spend a lot of time uh, hanging out with, with Coach Paint, so uh, that's that that's my pick. Did you see,
0: um, oh, who was it? it? Was one of the grad assistants, maybe Frost? No, Frost was the guy that again, I think it's one of the grad LeBron? assistants, um, that did like a um, you know, five great things about Matt Painter, and it talked about he is constantly watching basketball, like if you ever go over to his house. He's always got basketball game on. He's always taking notes, listening or watching tape, whatever. Um, And he like, he even went to, he got voice lessons so that he could learn how to project. Yeah, he could project. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's
0: awesome. He definitely can because you can hear move like in your, you can hear that in your sleep. Um, He can project that really well. Um, But yeah, I just thought that was like some, those were some neat like tidbits about him that I didn't know about before, but.
2: Damon, who you got?
0: Oh, man. <clears throat> I really, you know, I I asked this question. I thought of these questions like two hours ago, but I don't have an answer for that one yet. Um, Let me think. If I could have a Thanksgiving dinner with anybody. Um,
2: Do they have, have to be to- alive?
0: No, uh, I guess okay. they don't have to be alive. Um, they, might, right. they might smell a little, but... Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, honestly, I think I, I can't even... I can't even think of the name. Yeah, you go ahead. I'm trying to think of the person's name.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, you know, I'd go in a similar vote. I'm going to, I would probably go Greg Popovich. That was kind of the, the first oh, name yeah. that popped into my head. Now they're just, you know, basketball genius. Um, yeah. and he, it'd be interesting, right? Like if you've you know, seen his conversations with reporters, um, how they sometimes go. So like there'd be that aspect, that'd probably just make it funny at times. Um, One of the the best to ever. Do it. So
3: yeah, it'd definitely be a wild card of a conversation. <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, be, uh, You'd you'd have no idea what you were going to get for sure. But yeah, yeah uh, that's sure. a great. Great pick. And great he's pick. a he's another uh, a region boy for
1: anybody from Indiana. So
2: nice. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that.
1: I learned something new tonight. Yeah, yeah he was uh, I believe he was like born in East Chicago and then went to high school in Maryville.
0: Nice. Oh, wow. awesome! That's I didn't
3: cool. know that. Hmm. Damage um, you figured out?
0: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I don't know why I couldn't think of their name, um, but this is kind of a selfish reason, just because uh, obviously it's Thanksgiving dinner, so they're gonna have to bring something. Um, so Gordon Ramsay, I would love to have him. I like it. For, and I this think the is- conversation would be great too. It'd be really funny, you know, just him taste testing yeah. everybody else's food and telling us all how bad it is. Yeah. Um, But him, I I would put. I would put him in. I would put him in charge of the turkey because I think that would be phenomenal. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Gordon Ramsay. I'm getting off the basketball train there a little bit.
2: I get. I I too am getting off the basketball train, and I'm a huge World War II guy. So I think Winston Churchill.
3: That would be cool. Yeah, I love it. That's yeah. That's not what I expected you to say, but yeah, I like (laughs) that a lot. Yeah.
2: Would you think, Frank?
3: Yeah. No, I mean just, just, just to, to go the oh. World War II route in general. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's, yeah, that would just be just to pick his brain about the like the the London bombings and the the invasion of in Normandy and the pre planning and the talks and and thoughts and stuff and even his his work of World War One and stuff like that. I think would would all be wildly interesting to hear.
0: Chris, have you ever heard of the podcast called like History That Doesn't Suck?
2: Uh, maybe.
0: It's pretty good. I, I, I it sounds it's pretty good. I listen to it to fall asleep, but it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I like it a yeah. lot. Awesome. So. awesome. Um, but but yeah, selling so. it well. Yeah.
2: <laughs> cool.
3: Where are we now? Right. Well, I think uh, that about wraps what we had on on basketball. Unless yep. anyone has anything else they'd like to share, questions nope. or anything like that.
2: Nope. I think I'm good on my end.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm good as well.
2: Yeah,
1: that's just gonna be gonna be a fun tournament. I'm excited. Oh yeah, it'll be a good opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Cannot wait you
2: know,
1: two a.m. dissecting basketball. What else do you want?
0: (laughs) Exactly (laughs) right. Um, But real quick though, before um, Joe, I I assume are you are you hanging out for football? Are you gonna are you gonna sign off here?
1: I'm gonna get going.
0: Okay, cool. Sounds good. Well, Joe, we thank you so much for your time. It's always great having you on here. Um, love picking your brain about basketball and just hearing things from um, just your knowledge uh, and your perspective on things is, is really neat. Uh, it opens my mind up to some things that, you know, maybe I wasn't even thinking about before. So um, just always a, a great one to have on here. Just a great personality, good person. So thank you so much for your time and uh, we appreciate it, man.
2: Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate
1: appreciate you having me on again. This was fun. Yep. So hopefully you yeah. do it again soon.
3: Oh yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely, good one, man. Thanks again. Thanks right. again. We really appreciate
0: it. Yeah. See you. See ya. And then um, for anybody that is not following Joe, let me pull up his uh, Twitter here real quick um, for some really cool analytics and whatnot. Um, let's see here. Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Was it
2: Joe underscore Jackson ten eighty eight?
0: Yep. Uh, Joe, Joe at Joe underscore Jackson, two, two, one, zero. So I knew there were numbers. Um, really, really great stuff for uh, basketball analytics, um, <clears throat> and film breakdowns. So, um, he does a really great job and it's, um, really cool to, to watch even if you're maybe not super into data and analytics, it's just entertaining stuff to, to check out. So <laughs> yeah, Joe, super appreciative of your time. Um, but yeah, That's so, a, uh, Sorry, say we ahead, address
3: Frank. the elephant in the room um you know we we all know uh we beat northwestern uh for, for anyone who didn't know we beat northwestern spoiler alert let's talk about the Jalen graham pick six that that was not a that was not a pick six after all uh would love to get your all's opinion on that one
0: stupid rule especially like going back and re-watching it if you even want to like I would love to know what the objective definition of a high step is because he wasn't even like yeah his, he wasn't really high stepping. It was like, he was just taking longer strides, but yeah I think, I think it there's truth on both ends. Like Chris has said, uh, you know, talking about, I think it's true that it's a really dumb rule and that the touchdown shouldn't have been taken away, but it's also true that Jalen knows how their, their team's been getting called all year um, and maybe should have had that at the forefront of, his mind but again it's also really exciting to get a pick six something that i'm never going to do in my life so who knows how (laughs) how i'd react but um so i think it's it's true on both ends and it really sucks that um it took away the the touchdown i thought it was just going to push us back farther for a field goal i wasn't aware (laughs) that it was going to be like where that flag was thrown um so that sucks but uh, i think it's a dumb rule and i
3: think that celebrating should be allowed in football yes yeah. And I mean, and so for, for anyone who doesn't know, cause there, there's been a lot of, you know, that was the worst call I've ever seen. And, or that you know, that, that they, 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 they got the call wrong. It should have been, you know, at 15 yards on the kick. It, um, the, uh, I did confirm in the rule book uh, that, that there is in fact a rule that explicitly calls out, I think it's altering your stride in an attempt to <laughs> sort of showboat, um, which in my opinion, he did. Um, but the, in, in the scenario of a live ball on conduct penalty, which doesn't happen very often, most of the time it's after the play. Um, it is 15 yards from the spot of the foul. Mm. Um, and, and, and regardless, um, you know, there is some ambiguity there. I know people are saying, well, you know, how, how high do his knees have to come up before it's considered a high step or anything like that? I mean, it's, we, we, we just shouldn't be putting ourselves in that situation. And he knows that, you know, he, he knows that. And then, like you said, Damon, it's it's an incredibly exciting thing to get a pick six. And, you know, I might do the same. Um, but regardless, uh, it, it it is a rule so that the call was <clears> legitimate <throat> with respect to the rules. That being said, I think it's a really dumb rule, yeah. Um, yeah. you know. I, I just think, think the man, excessive celebration rules are, are stupid it's like you you can't leave your feet you know what does that mean? it's just like i don't know dude if, if i, I gotta find that if i got a pick six i'd probably throw
0: my helmet off while i'm running down the field like i would be right? so i would be i would probably i probably take my helmet off put the the football in the helmet and then carry it like a baby running into the <laughs> ends no but just yeah i um yeah chris what do you think about it man
2: yeah you kind of you kind of mentioned it earlier um shouldn't have been we shouldn't have given our given the refs the opportunity to call the penalty that said that is a like pre four years ago NFL penalty like like there yeah. is i watched freaking George Kittle freaking high step yesterday like did. Travis Kelsey, yeah. too yeah so like i'm just it's it's frustrating on both attempts or both aspects of it. Frustrating he did it, but frustrating the rule even exists.
0: And then well, I think that, somebody uh, even said something about you know like when a, def- a defensive end gets a sack, you know they're 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 thumping their chest, they're really they're all celebrating, high five and going crazy. And it's like is that a is that a is that a flag every time? Like you know, yeah. the, I think there's just not a solid enough of a line to say like this is crossing the line, and yeah. I wish there was.
3: Well, in, in reading the, the the rule book, which I will admit it's the first time I've actually ever cracked open the college football rule book, uh, they do explicitly state the uh, you know the the uh, slitting of one's throat motion uh, as being an unsportsmanlike penalty. So it's it's amazing some of the things they specifically say. So what are they going to add like beating one's chest or you know things like that? Like, but I yeah, I just I, I I think it's a dumb rule, but you know we shouldn't put ourselves in the position to even allow the refs to question that, uh, whether or not he was excessive or or not, but yeah, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, he, I'm a little disappointed to see that from a senior, but you know, regardless, it's a, it's a dumb rule and that should, that should go away, um, you know, going forward. But uh, I think Brom even said, you know, in his Monday press conference that, you know, he did alter his stride and, but to what extent he did say he has seen worse, not get called. Yes. Um, I think that's
2: the frustrating thing is I think Last week,
3: yeah, the week before,
2: I think I saw it was like Georgia or somebody do like damn near the same thing. Yeah, and who knows if he'd have done it from five yards out and not 30,
3: maybe that would have changed. (laughs) Yeah, that 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 was why I think it got called. Um, because he did he did kind of look and it's like, okay, this is a touchdown, and then just kind of uh, but uh, bananas. I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll kind of end on this note, on on this subject, and say that if Rondale Moore can just hand the ball to the ref after his insane run touchdown run against Ohio State, I think Jalen Graham can have the wherewithal to not high-step 30 yards away from the end zone and the pick six against the worst team in the Big Ten. That's like an
2: anomaly. And I will say this. Offensive and defensive players are very different.
3: True, they are. And and, and, and for good play. reason, too. Yes. For good reason. You know? Yes. Rondale Ron so. Moore found himself in the end zone a lot more than Jalen Graham has because yes. he plays defense. So.
2: Yep. Right. So.
3: yeah. And there's just – I feel Dale like Moore the type A
2: personality is way more in defensive players than offensive.
3: Well, and
0: like, you know, uh, I wanted to touch on it earlier, but we kind of just um, – there just wasn't a good time for me to jump in. But when, when you were talking about earlier, you know, they had the definition of like slitting one's throat is like considered a, a penalty, you know, when in celebrating – Like, so I play a lot of FIFA and in the game, um, online, you are not allowed to do the shushing of the crowd. Like that you can't do that celebration in game. You can't, like if you score a goal, you can't shush the crowd. You can do it if you're like playing offline against your friends or just like a career mode, but you can't do this because this is too much, but then you can dolphin dive in front of like, it's so ambiguous, ambiguous. Like you were saying, it's just so like what? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Honestly, at the end of the day, if you, if you're gonna allow some things, then not allow the other just you know um, it's yeah. just it's weird, but either
3: ban all forms of celebration or let all of them go. I mean, it just it, it's that simple. like you can't you can't have some forms of celebration be okay and some not. It's just silly, you know, and it's stupid. Um, right. but regardless, it was in, it's in the rule book. They made the right call. they enforced the penalty correctly, so you know there was nothing wrong with that. but uh, there, there 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 were some good things about the game. Definitely. Um, you know, we ran for 140 yards again, which seems to be the norm now for, for this team. Uh, I know I like the that past couple of seasons, uh, it hasn't been. Um, you know, the offensive line continues to do well. Um, no sacks again, uh, only allowed three pressures for Aiden. Um, that came at a cost, though, with uh, with Gus Hartwood going out. Um, come to find out, the guy's been playing the most of the season with two broken hands. Um, you know, needs, needs surgery on his, uh, lower Stop. extremity as Brahms says. Um, so that's, uh, you know, a big, big loss for, you know, the last game of the season, but, um, you know, I, I, I think this offensive line is experienced enough and I think we'll be okay. Um, you know, next man up would be a Josh Kaltenberger who Brahms said is really good at snapping the ball. I think he said that three times in his press conference. So, um, I don't know if that was a knock on his ability to block. Uh, we have kind of a small sample size. He's given up one pressure in 16 snaps this season, so um, we'll see. He'll see how that goes. But luckily, we're playing against a team who uh, who can't rush very well, and that being uh, IU. So I um, think everyone here knows what's on the line this week: uh, uh, Purdue win, and it's we need an Iowa loss, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we need both of those things and we're going to uh, we're going so to, we'll, to And
2: we'll show. know going into our game if it's attainable or not, because they play Friday. And it's but almost that like a
3: change how we play.
2: No, but i uh, probably as- from a, will. From a fan aspect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's like it's it's like, you know, if it's kind of a double edged sword because it's like if we lose or, or if uh, Iowa beats Nebraska, then it's like there's not that pressure to make it to the title game and so purdue's gonna probably play a little bit looser a little more like they should you know probably come out the gate swinging i will say
2: oh sorry i thought you were done
0: whereas you put that whereas let's say iowa loses we're all going to be sick to our stomachs from the minute that iowa game ends until through the end of the iu game um it's gonna because this is something that hasn't happened since what 2001 2000
2: yeah so,
0: um, you know, 20, 22, almost 23 years, yeah. um, which is a which is a big deal, yeah. Um, which, yeah. So there's there's so much on the line um, if Iowa doesn't win Friday. So I think it shouldn't change how we play. But I think as much as they say it, it's not going to affect things, I think it, it probably will to some extent.
2: I'll say the benefit is that we play our rival.
0: That almost I makes think it worse so. for me because it makes because they have that to, they don't have anything else to play for so they have yeah. that hanging over their head of like oh we can't make a bowl game but we're going to make sure you don't make it to the big 10 championship either and you know little brother blah, blah 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 um all that stupid crap um so yeah i don't know i'm sick to my stomach thinking about that being an i it's not in IU's hands it's in our hands but we have to go through iu to get it which on paper it's a doable t- very doable task um, but
3: you know, we have to do it. So <clears throat>
2: gotta play the game.
3: Yeah, and so kind of, kind of looking forward to what we can, you know, expect from IU. Um, they're a team that, you know, is decent. Um, offensively, really bad. Uh, defensively. Um, so I think they're 123rd in D1 and and uh, yards allowed per game at 467. Um, points per game they're allowing 35 and a half on the season. Uh, that being said, they do have, according to PFF, the toughest schedule uh, in D1. Um, so, really kind of hard to gauge, uh, you know, what what we're going up against defensively. But they um, they have allowed a lot of points and a lot of yards to some some pretty bad teams. Um, I think one of the biggest things that's going to help us this weekend is they're coming off of a win, coming off of a win where they were ten point underdogs against Michigan State. Um, you know, it was a game that. Michigan State missed a uh, chip shot, 22-yard field goal to send it into overtime where where IU won. So it was kind of a fluke, but, you know, it's Yeah, still Michigan State
2: there. won every statistical category of that game.
3: They did, yeah. And IU won that game despite only completing two passes. Two. Too. What? Only seven attempts, too. They only completed two, for two seven. passes. I did not realize yeah. that. Good gravy. Yeah. Well, that, that's kind of a good segue into uh, the, the guy they've been starting at quarterback, Dexter Williams. Uh, he got his third start. Not a passing threat at all. I mean, just, you, just flat out don't not say. a passing threat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has 12 completions uh, on the season, um, 40% completion percentage. Um, but he's averaging 6.9 yards per carry on the ground. Um, he has 138 yards on design runs, 70 yards on 11 scramble rushes. Yeah. Um, and that kind of concerns me because um, I don't know how yeah. many times this season a mobile quarterback – so, you know, we're, we're just a half second away from sacking them and they just take off. And, you know, I, I did watch the game against Michigan State and there were several times where it just looked like, you know, the pocket was collapsing and he just made one guy miss and boom, you know, 15 yards. Um, so as soon as he decides to tuck it and run, he's, he, he's really good at doing so. Um, so – Containing that is going to be, I think, our key to not letting this game get close. I don't think there's a lot of situations that could arise that cause us to lose this game, besides like turning it over, you know, more than two times. Uh, times. But I think as long as we can contain him, um, you know, this should this should be a fairly easy win. Uh, especially if we know Iowa lost, uh, then you know, like you said, it shouldn't change the way we play, but it probably does from a mindset perspective. But, yeah. I just think that um, that's
2: natural. It's human. They're going to, they're mm-hmm. going to know what yeah, they need yeah. to do. I mean,
0: but I think that this game might be a little bit different than normal, uh, than other games where we've had, where, where we've had a rushing or scrambling QB, um, as an opponent, because those QBs could also throw the ball a little bit, you know, Syracuse's quarterback and throw it a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was a kind of a, more of a rushing or running around Illinois, Illinois. Um, you know uh uh Florida or Florida Atlantic which you know we didn't yeah. do a great job of containing the scramble against Florida Atlantic um and they were really they, well they were re- a really run heavy team so maybe that's not a great example but um we've also grown since then uh, as well that was towards the beginning of the year and this is at the end so um i like our chances though i say we just blitz every single time don't even cover the receivers just
2: just eight dudes in the box the whole game
3: i i I almost would rather see a spy than a blitz. Like rush for yeah. and have one spy, and 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 that that spy should be Jalen Graham. Who uh, and I actually didn't notice this uh, during the game. It just goes to show how much my emotions take over the game. But he was playing middle linebacker uh, this past game. Hmm. Uh, and that was first time all season we've seen him and at the middle linebacker position. I don't know if that's due to injury. Uh, Kieran Douglas did play, um, so I'm not not exactly sure if that was just a schematic thing, if that's a one-time thing. Braum was asked about it. Uh, it sounds like he may or may not. I love Braum, but I hate how secretive he is about yeah. uh which he said several times. He's like, I don't want to give too much away. Um, but it sounds like we may see Graham again back at that middle linebacker position, um, but I'd love to see him just kind of hang out and spy uh, on that QB, especially since he hasn't thrown the ball well. Yeah. Um, so maybe we can sacrifice one guy in coverage to make sure he doesn't have the ability to kind of scramble and take off. But um, that would be my defensive game plan, but I trust that the uh, the guys know what they're doing uh, for sure. Um, yeah, I would love to see Graham
0: like, get his – I would love to see Graham to get his, like, redemption interception pick six. I would love to, yeah. to see that, oh, that against that that'd be you. great. Where he yeah. just, like, walks yeah. it in and just, like – Hands it to the ref. And he's like, good day, sir. And just goes back to the sideline.
3: And this is also not confirmed. This is pure. Um, I'll call it slightly more than speculation uh, that Maccabee will be back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, not confirmed or anything, but uh, I'll, I'll call it a, 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 <laughs> a, a hint. I feel confident and confident in saying that Maccabi will will be back this week. Yep. Um, Somebody close to mockaby feels very good about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I thought, um, you know, but I, but I thought Downing and Kobe Lewis looked really good. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, this past this past game, so uh, you know, our, for the first time in a while, we have a pretty deep uh, running back room. Uh, haven't heard anything about King, so assuming he's still out until you know, proven otherwise. Um, looks like yeah. Kieran Douglas will be back. You know, Brom hasn't said what his injury is, but he said there aren't many players out there who could play with, you know, what he's playing through right now. So, uh, you know, kudos wow. to that guy for being able to stick it out. Again, I just think it's crazy that Gus Hartwig has been playing with two broken hands. That's just, yeah, I can't imagine.
0: So, I don't know how I feel about that, but. I just I, I, I'm sure the medical team knows what it knew, like, it, you know, like you said, if if it can't be hurt any worse, I just don't want him to like be like, oh, I can do it for the team and then like destroy his hands for the yeah. rest of his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So hopefully yeah, I think it's case. a lot sure like the not. Robert
2: Marv injury where like they were like, well, you can't make it worse.
0: Yeah. Probably very true. Oh, yeah.
3: Cool. well, do we want to do want to wrap up with uh, predictions? Oh
0: man, that Makes me so sick because man, yeah, it does. Uh, well, but how about first? How, about,
3: how how about we split them and say a, an Iowa wins prediction, and and then an Iowa loses prediction. So Since Iowa wins win. my Iowa wins prediction, or yeah, Iowa wins
0: prediction. I say we beat IU. I don't know why I love the thirties, but I'm gonna say like thirty thirty two to to fourteen. Hey, do you um, want
2: to know the weather forecast?
3: Yes, actually
2: uh 54 and
3: rain and rain well today's a triple tuesday overtime um, yeah
2: today's tuesday it could be freaking 54 and sunny so who knows
0: gotcha well uh i'm going go to go under the assumption that it's uh 54 and sunny um in my perfect world so iowa wins i think we beat them pretty easily um Iowa loses, and we were playing for a chance to go to the Big Ten championship game against either Michigan or Ohio State. I'm going to say probably like uh, 21 to 30.
3: Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, uh, you know, in Iowa, Iowa loss gives IU that much more to play for as well. Um, so I'm going to go a similar boat. I was going to go um, 35-14 uh with an iowa win and then iu kicks it up in gear uh 35 28 with an iowa loss
2: i think with an iowa win it's kind of the same like 31 10 31 14 something like that but i'm gonna go opposite i think an iowa loss and we see probably as locked in of a purdue team as we've seen all year And we're like 47-10 or something crazy like that. I hope so. I think that if Iowa loses, and it should be known that uh, Laporta is injured for Iowa. We haven't mentioned that. Yeah, they're they're best. He will not be playing for Iowa on Friday. But Hmm. that being said, um, this team plays really well when their backs are against the wall. When it's kind of put up or shut up time, um, like after two games against Wisconsin and Iowa, looking like dog crap, and the whole uh, whole season looks like it's getting ready to unravel. We play really well against Illinois. Um, played really well, generally well last week. I know we had issues, but still, I think things look decent. The the defense kept us. Yeah, defense board. looked great. Um, but I think that I think they'll be locked in, and it's it's time for kind of an offensive bounce back because we really haven't seen that yet. And I think this will be that game.
3: Hmm. That's a good point. It's been a while since we've had kind of an elite, really since Nebraska, since we really had an elite yeah. offensive showing. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're due for sure. Uh, Cause we're definitely capable of it. Um, yep. So yeah, I'd like, like to see that happen. Absolutely. Well,
0: um, I know we ran a little bit longer than we normally go. So I appreciate everybody. Uh, you know, if you're still tuning in right now, I appreciate you listening. Um, but we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Uh, first off, just want to again, thank Joe Jackson for um, hopping on here to talk basketball with us. If you want to follow him, he's great with data and analytics in regards to probably a lot of things because that's what he studies. Um, but also Purdue basketball mainly is what, uh, we know him for. So, um, great stuff on his Twitter. So I believe it's at Joe underscore Jackson two, two, one, zero, um, go follow him. Um, also, um, definitely not sponsored or anything, but I, I did see on, their twitter page this morning that uh the purdue nil store is having a, a black friday thanksgiving cyber monday sale of like 20 percent off uh for the rest of the week i think through cyber monday so go and get you some purdue gear support a purdue athlete you know put some uh, money in their pockets as well um so you know do that uh we bought uh cody abrams uh, a mockabee shirt and that mockabee shirt it's like kind of like an old school graphics like kind of like an early 2000s kind of graphic tee and it's sick. Um, so if you're a big Maccabi fan go check it out I and mean, if you really if you're a fan of anybody across, across all Purdue sports you know go check it out um, so yeah uh, but huge huge game coming up um, for Purdue football uh, big game coming up for Purdue basketball as well um, but we'll be here to talk about it next week just as always uh, we appreciate all of you guys tuning in make sure to check us out on YouTube and Spotify as well Um, And we'll get this episode up there as as soon as we possibly can. We appreciate all of you guys listening. Um, Boiler up, hammer down, and we're out. Boiler up. Get the win.